0: Uh, on over to a, a whole president who walked into the studio and made sure that everything was sanitized but before we get into that um, um this organization welcomed the decision by the Premier Soccer League to continue with the suspension of its program in both divisions. And that is the Absa Premiership and the Glide Africa Championship indefinitely due to the coronavirus outbreak in the country. Now, this follows a Board of Governors meeting last week, and that is Safu, or the South African Football Players Union. And I'm joined in studio by the President Tula Ganyo Khaushubeli. Tula Ghanjo, thank you so much for your time. Good afternoon and welcome to the studio.
1: Osin Tawese, when I did my producer, I have, leba mama me diga fellaba Radio 2000 clearly do me this. Ribua message, okay. The COVID 19 calls for us to address everybody in our native, so in the language that we all understand. But thank you so much for having us.
0: Well, that being said, you are a very cautious man. I can, I can you know, gather, you have your own sanitizer. Like, we are now sanitizing the studio every five seconds.
1: Well, the president has made a clearing call, but mm. not only the president. The COVID-19 uh, has reminded us of what we need to do. I think when we all started school, those of us who we were very fortunate, you know, because uh, at the time it was very difficult, but fortunate to go to school. We are, told, we are taught about... Issues of health and hygiene. Mm. And uh, those things they flew out of the window. Uh, we were told that before you eat, you must wash your hands. Mm. Before you, you know, after using it, anything, you really need to clean it and stuff and all that. So we are just being reminded uh, to say, hey, you really need to take care of yourself because hygiene is very important. Uh, I mean, look at the issues of emission. I mean, uh, there was a very interesting report that came out of this. COVID 19 in China that the air is cleaner now because a lot of people are now inside the house. So we've mm. just been reminded. It's a safe state, it's a safe thing, but I think that's what all of us, we need, we really need to do. And I think I would remember that uh, the there's a guy uh, called, he's uh, late though, uh, is, um, he was a, a revolutionary, uh, Amica Cabral. Uh, Amica Cabral reminds us, he says, Every responsible member must take life seriously and mm. we must be conscious of our own responsibilities, wasn't I saying? And thoughtful about carrying them out and with a comradeship based on work and duty alone. So we really need to be reminded of those things and make sure that whatever happens, we don't just talk about things mm. but we leave those things. They become our A B C of every day
0: with that being said um, we are in human rights weekend, um, the day was celebrated yesterday, now what does this um, day mean to you as the organization, looking at the fact that you are fighting for players rights day in, day out
1: I think, you see things have been uh, turned upside down and we really need to redefine them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: what does the 21st of march 1960 mean today mm-hmm. uh, in 2020 where we are fighting you know uh, and we are challenged by things like a uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. uh, we and i think we really need to firstly dip dip, you know our flags and say and hoist them very hard and say those who led in 2016 under some mangaliso sobukwe you know, with that past law, uh, they brought us to this day. They did what they had to do under the circumstances. They fought. Mm. We got liberated. We got uh, political freedom. What is it that we now need to do ourselves to deal with, uh, to get socio-economic freedom? Because that's very important. Which brings us to this point today mm. where we're talking about uh, COVID-19. What does it really mean? What does this day mean to us? Because let's take a very simple example, and we want to make an appeal as well and add to the many voices that I have said this before in terms of issues. I mean, the same problem is it happening. It's happening in Britain. It's happening in Europe, wherever you want to say in Scotland. It's happening where, in Italy where countries are hit hard mm. by this pandemic. There's an issue of bulk and panic buying. What does that mean insofar as human rights are concerned? because if you uh, bug by or you panic by, it means sometimes you' saying you are going to deprive me my rights you know as an individual, my right to access water, my act, my right to access proper sanitation, mm. health and safety and all that so you are unintentionally trampling in my own, uh, space and my rights. Now, that what does that do? That therefore means the price, because in economics, you know that they say demand forms supply, mm-hmm. and supply is, you know, and demand, that relationship. Then it becomes a bit of a problem. So what is it that we need to do in this day and age to ensure that everybody else begins to live? Okay, then we have uh, the, they can have still have their livelihood, they can still have their health care, You know, and so forth. So it's very important that we understand today, which is a human rights day, in relation to this uh, uh, problem that we are faced with, and we are making that appeal.
2: Mm. And
1: that appeal is very important. That when we do these things, let us not just uh, go and panic by. Let us just not go and bug by, because that creates a problem. We are going to have to deal with uh, unintended consequences. The issue of uh, healthcare, for an example. What if uh, you were to found uh, uh, to be, let's say, a player, for an example, like Paulo DiBan, when mm. he doesn't find a bed in the hospital, what does that mean to his right to access uh, that uh, health care and so forth? So it becomes a bit of a challenge. Uh, this is what has been presented to us by COVID. What happens in South Africa? What is it that we need to do? So I think we will explore more and talk about that in terms of what does the occupational health and safety mean in relation to, you know, the safety of the players at the workplace, the safety of workers at workplace. What do we do? Do we need a stimulus package, for an example, in the football sector? What is the contribution of the football sector in the big scheme of things in terms of the GDP and so forth? And I think we really need to sit down and find each other in terms of how we are going to deal and approach uh, some of these things. So the Human Rights Day, as we celebrate them, let us be reminded that there's more to uh you know life or there's more uh, that all of us we can do together to ensure that everybody else is able to get what to do the right of the players to play football and earn a living what happens beyond the COVID? do we still mm. are we still gonna have an industry of football where you and i are able to sit across the mm. table and each other and be able to talk about issues where journalists will be able to make a living where coaches will able to go to work, where uh, you have Paul uh, boys who go to work. What mm-hmm. does that really mean? Kid men, what does that really mean? How does it impact their right to make a living? So it's very important. It's complex. But let us stand and all of us, and we call, and we're still going to call on our members to take a very responsible approach. We believe and we know that they are very responsible and they need to do everything that is within their power, humanly possible, to make sure that they contribute and deal with those issues. You just had a young man here Mm. who was very responsible, you know, and you heard him when he spoke to say this is what he wants to do. And we are encouraged by such. We're encouraged uh, by by such courage. Mm.
0: You've said a mouthful. Tulahanya, with that being said, right, um, before it was decided that um, uh, the leagues would be suspended indefinitely, um, the South African sports minister did come out saying that um, games would be played behind uh, closed doors. And this was obviously a decision that did not sit well with you.
1: No, no, absolutely. And I think we need to put this thing into context Mm. so that we are understood to exactly what we meant by what we said. And we didn't mean our words because mm-hmm. we always say we're the vanguard of the players and we would not allow anything that stands on the rights of the players or anything that tramples the rights of the players. We had said this, there was a process in place that the league, and it must be applauded, that it has started, that of consultation. And our understanding is that immediately after them having consulted, With the minister, the minister would, the ministry of sport would have uh, made such utterances. We begin then to fuel unnecessary tensions, unnecessary panic, uh, to say, but uh, no, we have not really been consulted. Remember, we are still going to meet with the league ourselves, and we are of the view that look. We have not communicated. Something has not really been communicated and so forth. And Mm -hmm. of course, the minister would have clarified his position. He's told us what he meant by whatever he said. And uh, we have got no reason to doubt what he told us later on to think that. But we are saying, when there's a process, all of us, we need to abide by that particular process. And that is why you would have heard, you would not have heard anything from the players' union at the time when the minister pronounced on those particular uh, things, which we we believed that were very ill-timed and unfortunate. That's exactly what we said, and those Mm. are the sentiments that we have said as an organization. However, when a process has been engaged and agreed, and I think I want to take us just a a few steps back, that in December last year, we signed a CBA with the league. This is part of processes to say, how do we deal with issues that affect the stakeholders in the game? And the stakeholders in this case, which we represent, are the footballers yeah. and the league. Now we say, the employer says, we are opening our doors. Come, let us talk and have a discussion if there are problems or if there are things that you guys want to raise. And what did we say as an organization? We said, look, wait a minute, there's a problem here. There's this COVID. There are, let us check whether players, the games can continue. But we found uh, comfort in the fact that at the time, temporarily, the games were suspended. Mm. Now, when the games are suspended, we say, okay, it's fine. We applauded. We're the first people, of course, well, I mean, some of the first people to say, uh, we appreciate what the league has done by temporarily stopping that until their BOG could sit. Mm. So that the BOG could uh, dissect the matter, engage on the matter and do that. But before they could meet, let us have a meeting with the, with the league. Why did we want to have a meeting with the league? We wanted to have a meeting with the league because of that process that I'm talking about, to say there's this process, we are going to follow it. And I cannot discuss anything, or the organization cannot discuss or say anything outside that particular process when they have not met with the league, and they heard and they understood where the league was coming from, and where the league, at least hear them, where, where they were coming from as an organization. Now we said, this process on the 17th of Uh, March would have our 10. Indeed, Mm. we had our 10 on the 17th of March. On the 18th of March, there was a POG. And it's, I mean, it's common cause that the decision that was initially taken was upheld. And if that decision was upheld, what does that really mean? We said, no, we applaud and we appreciate the fact that the decision has been taken. But we are consulted. We made our view. We sat down with the league. We expressed our view and we said, look, there are quite a number of things. There's what we called Occupational Health and Safety Mm -hmm. Act. And there is also the Disaster Management Act, the one that the president of the country would have relied on in pronouncing, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. happened, Mm -hmm. so you know, don't Mm -hmm. panic, don't Mm -hmm. do this and that and so forth and whatnot. So we wanna look at those things. And I can tell you, and I've said this before, the players, players want to really play football mm. because for players that's their livelihood I'm saying players want to go to work mm. they want to go to work you know but I'm not saying players want to go, regardless, go to work regardless Forgotten. I'm saying players want to go to work but they are simply saying to us when they want to go to work these are things that must be put in place these are the things that we can then if we guarantee that their health, and sa- their health will be and uh, safety will be taken care of then we're good to go
0: Mm. I'm currently in conversation with uh, Safbu President Tula uh, Rania Rao If you have any questions or calls, uh, WhatsApp, uh, voice notes, the line is open zero six zero five eight four two two five zero, and calls on 0891102000, that's 0891102000. Tulaganya, back to the minister's statements, right, Um, from your point of view, do you think he was reckless to a a certain point or a certain extent in uttering, in saying what he said before consulting with the relevant parties?
1: You see, I would not say that because, you see, I do not have the benefit. Or I didn't have the benefit and I still do not have the benefit Mm. of the person who raised a question to the to the minister mm. to say, this is it. Probably he was illustrating a point and trying to make sense of what was happening and so forth and whatnot. But what we are talking to was the issue that there was a, pro, a, a consultative process that was still underway that we need to, to talk about to see how do we defend the sector, to see how we uh, make sure that everything that needs to be done, that's it, so that everything is not lost in the process. And you would know that a lot of people, which I could not really understand, were up in arms, uh, rightfully so to say, the minister should you should not have said this. Mm-hmm. But it would seem like whatever was said, it it meant that, no, the games will go ahead. Forgetting that the Board of Governors still had to meet, and, uh, you know, views that are shared, then it could have been spoken about. A lot of people are infected, and we understand, a lot of people are affected by whatever decision. Mm-hmm. You have coaches mm-hmm. that, On whose behalf, when we raise some of these issues we're talking on, we've got uh, the sector, I mean, stakeholders to say these are some of the things and they will be impacted because you can't say, uh, no, let a coach go to work, but players must not go or let the players go and the coach must not go. This is a team and we really need to sit down and say, how do we really address those issues? But we're calling for cool heads. Mm. These are difficult times. uh, They're trying times. They are trying times. What is it that we need to do all together? As a collective to address this matter, mm. do we go down and say, uh, "Play okay, they say player must go to training." We say, "Okay, this is what the employer says that same players must go to work." We say, "Players can go to work, however, there are things that we need to look into." Can you guarantee one, two, three, four? And by the way, when the decision came back on on Thursday after the POG, mm. one of the most important thing that was mentioned there for us that I think we can take home is the issue of the task team. And that task team is uh, comprised of experts. Now, the task team begins to say, uh, what are the issues that are before you that you need to deal with? They must ensure that before anything and everything happens, this is what we need to do. And we're talking as far as the sector is concerned. I can bring all the examples which are international, to say, so and so, stop the league because based on stuff and all that. But if you negotiate, uh, you really need to sit down and put facts. Because to us... It's more than, it's going beyond the issue of the corona or mm. the issue of COVID uh, 19. What happens when everything settles? What if the worst case scenario and time, uh, the players, uh, I mean, the games are stopped? Mm. Boom, they're stopped today. Where are they going to draw their salaries? What happens? What is the attitude of the sponsors? What is the attitude, attitude of everybody else? Mm. Because at the end of the day, these people have a livelihood. At the end of the day, these are the things that the people must uh, then fight for. People don't fight really for ideas. And this is what Cabral reminds us. People fight because they want to have something to put on the table. And people leave because they need, at the end of the day, to pay those bills. What happens? Maybe as a country, we must say, as all sectors, what is it that needs to happen? When the president has declared... Maybe we need to say all of us, our sector's football, because players are affected, by the way, and they'll be mostly affected, to say they are bonds, all right, rentals, Mm.
2: uh, uh,
1: car... Installments. Installments. Why can't this thing be stopped for at least four months, you know, or three months, or two months, or until such a time that everything is normalized and it's going back? Because this thing... I see a problem, and especially in terms of the attitude. And I think we, it's a question of changing our mindset and attitude to how we approach this coronavirus.
0: With that being said, Tulaganja, I'm going to ask that you quickly put on your headphones for me. Um, I have a Colin for you, who is out in Cape Town. Colin, good afternoon, and welcome to the show.
3: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing, good. sir? I'm oh, fine. Yourself and your guests. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Colin. And, you know, um, I'm listening to this and I'm, I've listened to it last week and ever since, uh, I mean on all various stations, uh, the F- Soccer Association seem to be fighting more. They, they seem to be not wanting to stop soccer. You know, there are millions of people even in South Africa that have got ordinary jobs that are put off from work that are working from home, and haven't even got the income. Soccer players, to me, everybody's making a fuss. They want to play, they want to play. So if they really want to play, why doesn't the, um, the President allow them to play indoors? Because now I hear your guests saying, yes, uh, we must consider the soccer players, but do the soccer players consider the fans, you see? So we've got to take it both ways. The soccer players earn such a big salary, and I'm sure they should put away for, for a rainy day, you know what I mean? But now what about those who haven't even put away, who can't afford to put away, who's got a daily job, and they are sitting at home at the moment? Nobody's talking about the thousands and thousands of South Africans sitting at home now without an income. But everybody's talking about the soccer players, soccer players, their rights. Thanks very much. Oh, This is on the radio.
0: Colin, thank you so much for that. Um, If you want to add on to that, you're more than welcome to call 0891102000 or send through your WhatsApp voice note on 0605842250. Tula Ranya, before you answer that, I'm quickly going to take ads and I'll be with you straight after this. 10 minutes before the hour five on Radio 2000, our music, your memories, your Sunday dose of the touchline with myself and Tarabi Mamabola continues. And um, in conversation with uh, Sapu President Tularanya Raushibeli, Tularanya, we had a call from Colin um, from uh, Cape Town a couple of seconds ago before I took ads and he's bringing up a a very valid point to say that why are we mainly now focusing on the players and not the other people that are involved because there are other parties that are involved. People are missing out on work. Referees are not getting paid because they invoice per game, if I may. Please just put that into contest for us.
1: Look, I I think... uh I appreciate what Colin is raising with us
0: mm.
1: and he's a very concerned individual and we appreciate that. But I think let us put things into context so that we are really understood to be seeing what we are saying. As softball. As softball. Mm. And as what players are saying. And Tabi, we, you and I, we sitting here. You mm. probably want, wherever you are, to, when you leave here, you want to go and join your friends,
2: Mm-mm-mm.
1: you want to go and have something out there.
2: Mm.
1: All right. The number of people who want to come to work. There are a number of people who say, these are the things that we want to. I want to wake up every morning because I've been working for the past 30 days. Mm. I mean, 30 years. But I'm now told that I cannot go to work because of the coronavirus. I want to go there. But what needs to happen for this person or to enable this person to go to work? that's what we are talking about to say players they would want to work they want to they, they would want to go and work they would want to do this and that but what is it that needs to be put in place players want to respect their context, say, let's go play and what is it but what is the best case scenario here? i don't think there's anybody who doesn't see what's happening with the uh, covid virus but the fact of the matter is For us to achieve that state, because we so want to go and play and do what we do best. And an unfortunate part is that sometimes a lot of people, when they look at soccer, they just look at those people who are wearing trousers and kicking football. Mm. It's an industry. That's work. That's the office of the players. They want to know what's happening. When nurses go to work, when doctors go to work, doctors would say, we want to go to work, but we want protective gear. That's exactly what the players are saying. We want to be out there and play but we want to protect everybody else. So there is nothing wrong and there is no conflict and there's no confusion in what the players are saying. And I think that must be understood for what it is. Mm -hmm. It must be understood exactly what what they intend doing. And we have raised this point to say, if you look at it, maybe we need to challenge each other so that we empower ourselves. Go back, look at the occupational health and safety. Look at Section 8. Look at Section 21, look at Section 23. When you look at Section 8, sit down. That guarantees to say the employer needs to guarantee certain things in so far as health and safety are concerned at work. Mm. Now, you take that and you say, we've got a COVID-19 virus. What does it mean in terms of the act? Mm. Are we able to guarantee? And that is why we said we are happy. When we heard that there was a task team, the task team that has been appointed that would look into those matters. Because you and I are not necessarily experts when it comes to health issues, but somebody else will help us arrive at a decision. If a scientist comes and says to you, we have found a cure, who am I to say, no, you have not found a cure? Mm. If uh, uh, the health department comes back to us and says, no, no, we have found a cure, this is what's happening. This is what we need. We need to sit down and put it to test and say, you are saying you are guaranteeing us and all that. If this thing happens, then you'll be held liable. Should the players lose their lives? Should this happen? That's it. And precisely why we are raising these issues. Because we are mindful of the fact that coaches are not at work. Ball boys are not at work. But mama, who are selling at yeah, the like stadium, who have responsibilities to pay their bonds? Who've got their responsibility to take their kids to school? Maybe now because schools are closed. But they've got, other than taking kids to school, they've got things that they need to do. And hence we make in that particular call to say, maybe the president of the country must also look at what needs to do to suspend this particular thing. But at the end of the day, when everything else happened, and we'll defend the rights of the players, by the way, and uh, we are not going to keep quiet when some of the things are affecting our members. But the question is, when beyond the conv- beyond COVID-19, mm. would we still have a sector that is called football? What is it that we need to do? What are we learning? Can we then make sure that everything and the act is followed to the latter? That's simply what we are saying. And we're not being pompous about it. And, and people must understand us to say we are footballers. That's the industry that we are in. There are musicians. This is not the first conversation, by the way, uh, with a, a different sector of football. There would have been other conversations that were held by, held by other sectors. It could have been mining. It could have been uh, uh, pick it up, probably. It could have been that to say, what do they do in this particular case? And mm. everybody must stand up and speak for the, for the sector that they are in. And this is how we see the sector.
0: With that being said, uh, Ranyo, uh, despite what everybody's saying and saying that um, footballers earn uh, large amounts of money, they drive nice cars and whatnot, you are just basically here to, you know, fight for your players. Um, after the BOG on 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 Thursday, were you happy that your players' lives, if I may, were taken into account and were given thorough consideration?
1: I think we must not mix issues. You see. People are clutching on straws. People are busy saying this: "What has money got to do with COVID?" We've seen deaths in uh, in uh, Italy. We are seeing deaths, Belgium. You know, mm. we have heard Hearts in Scotland say, "Can players take, you know, a cut on the salary and stuff and all that?" If players really were earning a lot of money, we could be considering some of these things. And those then becomes the second part of the discussions. That is why we really need to continue engaging with the league to say the league, this is where we are. There are contractual obligations. How we deal with these issues. Are we happy that games are suspended? We are happy. We express that view that the our views would have been taken into consideration We have uh, uh, arrived uh, at a decision after consulting with the majority or with extensively with our players, and they express their views. And these are the views that we are doing, and we are happy that uh, their lives are not going to be, uh, or they are not at risk. The only time that they might look at it is to say what needs to happen. Worldwide, UEFA for an example, uh, they postponed the euro. Mm. UEFA for an example they looking at may they saying in England for an example they need to start around may uh, the league mm. everybody is looking at what needs to what is the best because you see you must not just look at it as football is played and is called off i can tell you that it, that's why it was very simple to call off uh, some of the uh, games and tournaments including your multi choice and stuff and all that mm-hmm. but because there are contracts here here there are contracts of players here, there's a season. They said they will start. The season must stop in uh, in June. What happens to that? What happens to the players? Mm-hmm. What happens to for? I mean, they are right to earn a living, and we must not be confused. There's football. There are players, and there are all the people and stuff. They are all of us. We are happy, and we don't want to raise other unrelated issues because we can argue all this point and tell that the importance of the players in this. But the issue here is that we really need to do everything and everything possible humanly possible, to ensure that everybody is safe and so forth.
0: Mm. With that being said, Tula um, Ranyo, have you spoken to any of your players or are they training? Are you allowing them to train amongst the team members?
1: When you enter into a contract, remember the players are employees of different labs. Mm. And they, are, they earn their salary and they are paid by their respective lives. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you, uh, then you are confronted with a situation like this, you sit down and you ask relevant questions. You talk to the employer, all right? Mm-hmm. And you say, guys, we hear you. These are the things that you are doing. These are the measures. To
2: mm-hmm.
1: so the best of my ability and with the players that we have spoken to, a lot of players... Have uh, uh, stopped training A lot of clubs have stopped training mm-hmm. And I want to draw comparison You know, with uh, what's happening Internationally as well Alright, mm-hmm. now the issue is If players go to training What kind of training Are they involved in? Because you and I We can just say players are training
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's fine, we need to go there and find out Are they, are they going the 11 v 11 Playing football Or are they, are they training Players continue training Uh, and uh, they are like platoon training where there's one what. Because when you go into, let's say for an example, when you go for players in in, in, in EPL, there are clubs that are really training and stuff. And I'm by no means saying I'm advocating for players to train. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we must look at all these things and say, if players go for training, are proper measures in place Mm -hmm. that will ensure that the players themselves under the circumstances, the best possible training is for coaches, probably, the technical team, to allow, to give the players programs that they can follow as individuals. I mean, these are drastic measures. You know mm-hmm. that you cannot go to and buy alcohol after one o'clock some days. You cannot buy alcohol at six after, you cannot drink after six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So all the measures are taken and put in place. Now, part of those measures should be, the coaches might say the technical team, okay, look, uh, this is what we are going to do. Mapule's team, saying team, we have uh, uh, each and every one must be given a program to follow. Mm. That is why you'd hear that there are players, uh, uh, whether Madrid players, for an example, a player from a player from Madrid, who was uh, found to have uh, transgressed their own agreement and stuff and all that. So what we are calling for is for cool heads. We are calling for proper consultation. We are saying if players are to go back to training, if players are to continue training, what measures need to be put in place so that their lives are not put in risk? And I will forever and continue referring you back to occupational health and safety, which is section eight, twenty one and twenty three. If we adhere to that then we should not be having... In natural we should not be having these discussions if we are to look at uh, Mm. what really needs to happen and so forth. So we are not advocating for any players to go to training. We are not going to say players must not go to training. But what we can say is that if players are to go to training, what measures must be put in place? Because if we have those measures, then you are able to do. That is why you and I are able to sit in studio. Mm. I cannot say to you, nobody must come, which means we must shut down the economy. You must not come to work. So... I'm saying you are here, I am here, I'm sitting across, I'm facing you, but we are taking precautionary measures. Mm. Is it safe for us to do this thing? If it's safe, let us do it and do it within reason. So what's possible? If you are saying players must go train at home by themselves, that's possible, it's doable. Players continue training, but of course, you would have taken care of the, of what you need to take care of.
0: Mm. And um, as an organization, to Lareño, um and you specifically, are you speaking to the players on a daily? Do they know what um, the COVID-19 is? Do they know what precautions they need to take? Um, you know, aside from what um, the president, the health minister and whoever else is telling us to do, are they testing for this virus when they feel, um, you know, to be coming down with the flu?
1: We have said we've been sending messages and I think the last message is to our players. And I know that the, most of them are listening at this particular point. Uh, Would have been because we keep them in terms of updates where we are, where things are. I think the last uh, message was this morning, in actual fact, you know, in terms of how to move, uh, what needs to happen, what do they need to do in terms of taking care of themselves. Uh, They are responsible as citizens, Uh, what uh, uh, contribution they can make, because it's very important. These are people with uh, uh, so much influence in our society. And if they stand up and deal that, then they're going to be fine. But first and foremost is for them to understand, firstly, what needs to happen. For an example, ourselves, and we had indicated this, we've been traveling, travel extensively, because we've got some responsibilities to do on the continent and in the world, because we are a member of FIFPRO and but we've got a serious responsibility. We came back on the 16th, We went through our test. It was myself, my deputy secretary general, and my secretary general, uh, and our uh, com com person. So we went through our tests, okay?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It took 48 hours. They came back on the 18th, and we were uh, cleared, uh, you know, what do you call it? We we, we were told that that we had negative. And uh, I mean, of this COVID-19. Uh, so we've got a responsibility. If you feel like you've got symptoms, like if you feel like you've got the responsibility to go there. Mm. But part of the things, which is a bit of a problem and uh, type thing, is that these things are not really available and they might be a bit mm. expensive. Now to a young man there or players who not necessarily uh, have uh, money, they're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. It, it becomes a bit difficult just to keep take out, uh, I mean, for testing, for example, is about 1.4. point mm. are you going to get the 1.4 to test on a daily? You know, mm. do we trust? Do we do that? And hence we say, let them take serious uh, precaution. Let them self-isolate and after self-isolating too. But answering your question, yes, we do share information with them. We do talk to them and that's the best we can do under the circumstances
0: and do you have any players um on your account that have come to you and say that um we are forced uh, to go to go to training even in these dire situations because my contract says no work no pay because i know in our industry you don't come to work you don't invoice which means you don't get paid are you have you experienced any of that
1: we really need to unionize you guys and uh, we are willing to uh, uh, represent your your interest uh, because, uh, you see, when you are confronted with certain situation and it's a false measure, we cannot have a situation where you guys' rights are not taken care of. But again, you, you as an industry, you need to come together and say, what is it that you need to do? Uh, I mean, imagine if you guys were to decide one day not to... Uh, broadcast, but it's a topic for another day. Topic but another day, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, we will uh, definitely deal with that. We share with our members on it daily, okay? And, of course, to the extent that uh, there are things that aren't to us, there's no member who has come to us and said we have been forced to go uh, to training and so forth uh, because we believe that should something like that happen, then we'll talk about it. When we opened this thing, we spoke about the Human Rights Day. As the mm. rights of the players, they need. Uh, uh, they've got the right to be protected, the right uh, to health and safety. You know, so you cannot just go there and force them to say, "You guys must do that." But I think one of the things that we have, we should not even uh, miss out on. It's uh, that we need to talk to. is a question of stigma as well, because when players, let's see, the players are playing. I know that there are few players who would have. Uh, uh, Tested, and uh, the way we treat this corona sometimes and the way we stigmatize it as like these players are not supposed to go and be in the same field if you've been declared that you are negative surely and you've been quarantined you follow proper processes so you're self-isolated probably for 14 days and you are fine you can be integrated into into the big scheme of things and see how we then deal with this particular matter. So the issues of stigma as well uh, would be a bit worrying in terms of how we deal with it. I'm saying, and I keep on calling for cool heads, I hear what you say in terms of that, but what does it say in terms of conditions which are beyond your control? You know, you cannot just say no work, no pay when there there are certain conditions. And that is why we say, we've got a room and we are engaging with the league on a lot of things, but we are not yet there. Because where we are currently is to say, here is this problem. The, th- the, the, the most scary thing was said when the Minister of uh, uh, Health said, 65, 60 to 65% of us will get that, and, but we must not panic. That You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's okay, but we must not really panic. Now, you see, we might be hard hit by it, but at the end of the day, we must always do what is humanly possible, stay calm, under the circumstances see what we need to do as the sector as, as a sector mm. that contributes to the gdp of the econo of, of the country and so forth so it's very important that we we deal with those particular matters but i know that our members when they are forced to do things they talk to us they tell us and that's how we get to know some of the issues but importantly we are in touch with them mm. because it's our responsibility during these times because sometimes they don't know whether they're coming or going It's our responsibility to call to find out what's happening here's the lifeline when you have got problems talk to us and so forth
0: with that being said um tulagan you spoke of issues that um you and your players and uh, get in conversation about and what what the case is what is the latest case that you guys are busy with right now because i know you guys have a very 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 busy
1: organization the latest case that sanitize we are
0: dealing those hands, sanitize those hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the latest case that we are dealing with is COVID, uh, COVID nineteen. We're trying to find a solution uh, to this matter. We had a meeting with the Minister of Labour, for an example, to say what powers does he have uh, if we were to go that route, then declare. Uh, You know, a state of emergency in football. Would we be able to close the sector? Would we be able to say that? So I'm just saying that's the latest. Those are the issues that we are dealing with collectively. But however, there are some issues that we are dealing with. uh, With uh, with uh, with uh, with, uh, at lab, we've got a case uh, with uh, Ekiamuhe Tumlete from Cosmos. We have uh, a case. I mean, we're talking with uh, one of the cases. Was uh, that of Patrick uh, Tiyembe with uh, Chipa? I mean, we had uh, spoken with uh, them. There's a, there was a settlement agreement, and uh, things didn't really go as planned. But we're still going to engage with them and uh, see what the way forward is. You know, so those are the issues that we really are dealing. But at the heart of everything, we are busy training and uh, training our members. We mm-hmm. are setting. Uh, structures in place education wise I mean if we are promoting our bursary because for us life after football is the most important thing Mm. for the members they need to be prepared imagine COVID reminds us again COVID-19 imagine if players were not to uh, play anymore because COVID is there for the next coming uh, uh, three four years God God forbid what's going to happen Mm. what's going to happen to them what would be that What do we do virtually, you know, to say these are some of the things? So we are doing everything to upskill them. Just had a very interesting discussion, by the way, with our member, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Bright. I mean, one of the issues we're talking about was the issues of mental health in the game. How does it affect? How does COVID affect this particular aspect? What do you think happens to the players at this particular moment uh, when they don't know whether they come in? The contract is coming to an end in June, probably. What happens beyond that? Will they be able to provide? Or some are going to end. They don't know where the future holds for them. So those are some of the things that we're really uh, 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 looking at to say, how do we empower them and make sure that everything else is uh, it's proper?
0: Right. Um, this voice that you just heard is that of South Bu President uh, Tula Ganyarao Shubeilu. And uh, keep your voice notes coming in on zero six zero five eight four two two five zero. 2250 Talon, I think this voice notes that we just listened to now is just basically echoing your sentiments to say that can we just calm down and wait for this pandemic to end whenever that is, and everything else will return to normal.
1: No, no, absolutely. And we really appreciate uh, what the uh, lady just said. Mm. Uh, Indeed. uh, But of course, uh, you know, in every situation, you need to put uh, processes in place. Mm. Uh, You... You cannot just uh, decide to say, let us shut down, and that's it. And once the uh, pandemic is over, we'll come back. You need to say, we're shutting down today. Uh, tomorrow, the next step after shutting down, the next step after shutting down. And that is why it is always important that we are been briefed by government from time to time to say this is where we are, this is where the pandemic is, so that we get a sense of where things are. And I think it's important to mention this point, and I'll make it over and over again. There is no point we are not even advocating. would be very irresponsible if we were to advocate for players to go back and play when there are no measures in taken in place. Because mm-hmm. at some point and at the end of the day, somebody else must take a decision that says, everything is cleared, everything is okay, it is safe to play, and stuff and all that. And we can look back and say, Yes, indeed, there were 15 measures that were supposed to have been enforced. And we think these 15 are enforceable. And if everything happens, everything then becomes uh, uh, better for us and going forward. But we really appreciate when we thank the support that we have so received. By the way, I received so many calls during this time Mm. from the uh, technical staff, from the coaches, from your uh, water bottle men, your kid managers, and so forth. And they are genuinely so expressing the issues. We've been in touch with the with SAFA, for an example. We've spoken to them about these issues. We expressed our views on this particular matter. They took a progressive decision as well to say, no, they are not going to continue playing the games in the interest, the best interest of the players. So we ourselves, we are happy with all these voices, and we are raising them each time we sit down and we talk about them. We don't take these things light. We talk about them. We address them, for we know that as much as players are important, but they do not exist in isolation. Mm-hmm. They are not an island. They go back to their families. They go back to that. But somebody must then be able to raise their issues and speak about the interests of the players. And who better than South to do that?
0: The organization is also on social media, right, Tulaganya? you guys have a very active, uh,
1: very active account. No, no, absolutely. I mean, this is part of communication. Um uh, uh, we are we've just said look uh, one of the things that needs to be to be done is uh, uh communicate seriously with our members we cannot go i mean one of the best things that we do and as soon as we sign the cba is that we visit the clubs there's visitation to clubs but what do we then do in terms of communicating you ask a very important question earlier i want to say whether do we communicate with members do we tell them this and there those are things that we do there's mm-hmm. a hand challenge that uh wash your hands mm. 20 minutes and stuff and all that so those are the, some of the things that we are raising we're raising awareness to say let us go back if you do not have sanitizers just take uh, soap wash your hands and we know they are worst case scenario but do the best that you can do with the resources that you have wash your water because you don't know i might be here uh, maybe I'm still in the window period. Mm. Yeah, you would never know. I'm touching the surface. When I leave uh, here, what needs to happen? You come and touch it. So, when you leave, before you do anything, wash your hands. Of course, there's a lot of information on the issues of uh, Corona and stuff and all that. But what we can do is what we must do. And we must go out there and challenge. And I'm challenging all the players, by the way, to have, they must go. Uh, to Safpu uh, 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 official you know at uh, uh, Spu official uh, to you know take the take up the challenge uh, especially mm-hmm. players they must just watch it's about 20 minutes 20 seconds in communities I mean 20 seconds in communities that they go to uh, then they really need to go out there and be able to uh, deal with those particular uh, issues. But let us go and show that we are very responsible, we are revolutionary in what we want to do, but we want to take everybody with.
0: And the importance of your players accepting the challenge, that will obviously now mean that um, because your players have large um, fan bases, that means that the message is coming across which is exactly what we want as a nation.
1: No, 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 absolutely 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 we really need to uh, speak to these players we need to speak to the nation through the players and uh, make sure that everybody gets that and by the way the uh, the the, the handle is uh, at Safpu uh, um, underscore official you mm-hmm. know so that's our handle that's what you need to fall and stuff and all that but it's very important that together we are able to influence opinions together we are able to address the issues the president said we need to do what we can and uh, by the way i mean one of the things that we need to also look at is that when the uh, everything was declared was that uh, uh, if you must not have gatherings of more than 100 uh, Mm -hmm. people but realistically speaking in football does that really apply Mm-hmm. So you look at that and you apply your mind, and that is why I know that Colin Zelia On was very mad to say it's always football and stuff and all that. But dynamics are different; things are different in terms of how sport and stuff. And so we need to go a bit deeper into those things to say you don't need to be hundred, even if you are forty, maybe it might not be ready for you. I mean, proper for you to go and play an exercise because this thing you'll do. So if at any given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Tabi Singh is able to attract, who is our member, attract about uh, 200 people and uh, she's uh, uh, COVID positive. And then what happens? Which is, those 200 members might be exposed to that. Mm. As opposed to me, when I can, I may not command those numbers. Then, you know, what happens? So we really need to look at the realities and say what really uh, needs to happen.
0: So, Laganya, another point that um, caught my ear, if I may, is that you spoke of a bursary program, right? And we had a member of yours, Brighton Mklongo, and he mentioned to me that he did not complete his uh, marketing studies, right? Uh, How many of your players, if I may ask, that are on your your program, do you encourage to to further their studies or how many are furthering their studies? Because obviously we know that um, football is a very short-term career, and there is life after football, and which brings in the importance of education, because what then are you going to do after football? You at least need to have a sort of um, a backup plan, if I may.
1: We've always advocated for a comprehensive, a complete, a total footballer. We've always said football for players is not only about the physical training, the physical aspect of it. Because if you do that, then there's a problem. And that is why at some point we went out of our way. We went to look for sponsors, financial sponsors such as your Standard Bank, to say how can they then assist, Mm. all right, the players. Our responsibility is to make sure that the players are upskilled. Our responsibility is to ensure that we teach them about their finances, you Mm. know, we, may, we help them prepare uh, for life after football. You've got people like Voyomires mm. of this world who corresponds. I think Benson, is, I mean Brighton as well. Mm-hmm. One of the people who benefited out of the issues of, uh, as, as, uh, of scholarship of the organization. Say, so what is it that we need to do? How do we uh, uh, help these particular players? It's not easy. We always tell them, it's not easy. It may not be easy you know for them to do that but nothing comes easy in this world they need to go out there soldier on and do what they have to do we will forever any member who comes through and by the way for you to continue for us to continue paying for your salary you must then be able to show us to say here i am i am tabi singh i passed my uh first uh uh first, first year and I need to go forward. so on mm-hmm. the basis of you having passed, then we need to deal with that. and we're going to the if you go into our i mean uh, website, uh, there's there's part where we are uh, we of course uh, uh, show you know all these results, the players that we would have uh, sponsored uh, there are quite a number of them yeah uh, who are able to uh, sit down and say that we have done uh, one, two, three.
0: Already, the conversation with the uh, Safpu President uh, Tulara and continues. Uh, we're going to take your voice notes on uh, 0605842250. Tilaganya, a very um, interesting um, voice note we just received. Your thoughts on that?
1: No, absolutely. Look, uh, the state of the emergency was declared uh, by the president, not only for footballers, but for all sectors, uh, to say what is it that we need to do, what measures need to be put in place uh, to uh, reduce the impact and the spread of the COVID-19. We have that call, and that is why we say we are here today To say part of that call, when we're told that, you know, you need to take drastic measures. When taking drastic measures, I've said, you need to then sit down and engage and say, what is it that needs to happen and how are we going to move forward, you know, how are we going to move going forward? So it's very important that everybody else, we are quite aware of what's happening. We know what the state of emergency is, and that's why we are here today. And we appreciate that people, you know, it Mm. shows that people really support our members and we appreciate them. they must continue doing that
0: we unfortunately have run out of time um before i let you go though it is at uh, safu underscore official on twitter for that um, challenge regularly for 20 seconds you either sanitize or as That's i've seen you've been doing in every Interval, you are literally sanitizing your hands, and I'm very glad that you are practicing what you preach.
1: No, no, thank you so much, and thank you for allowing us to air our views. And uh, I think we, once again, to call for cool heads, uh, all stakeholders in the games, in the game, let us work together. All sectors of the economy, let us work together. Uh, let us see what can be done. I mean, one of the things that I said in one of the discussions I had was. You see, these are drastic measures, but do we really think that what uh, uh, Le Cigia the governor, by reducing repo rate by 100 basis points works? We think that they can do much better. You see, we are not only focusing here because if players themselves are not going to earn, or if players themselves, there's not going to be football. Mm-hmm. What good is this 100 basis points? And we think those things must be taken into consideration when we deal with this. To so say, I mean, if they go down by 4%, uh, this has happened before. I mean, when you look at the Great Depression of 1929, uh, what happened after that in terms of the uh, stimulus package? The West want to have a better stimulus package. Uh, Britain has uh, said that they are going to have a better stimulus package. They really need to do, and they will do everything they have to do to do that. So I'm simply saying, because we continue looking at international trends and what's happening, let's look at it holistically and make sure that happens. And it means that people must inject capital. We want people injecting money in football, because one of the things that we want to discuss and be given an opportunity to air here is the issue of sponsorship. And capital, you know, the capitalists who do not, who are, you know, from previously advantage, who do not want to invest uh, in a black sport and stuff and all that. So we really need to have such discussions and say football is the only sport that a black person really have in this country. And uh, we really need to protect it with all we have. But uh, uh, most importantly, we speak on behalf and protect the rights of the players.
0: On that high note, uh, Tula Ranyo, President of the South African Football Players Union, thank you so much for your time, and do continue fighting for
1: footballers' at players' rights. Thank you so much, and we'll engage on that other aspect of representation. <laughs>
0: bye <Bye-bye>, bye, Tula <Rani. laughs> okay, <bye-bye. laughs>